Welcome into DTC FP and LP show. We'll call this the social distancing. We have nothing to do. We need to talk show. Hot mic and beers episode. So forgive us in advance. For what? Whatever we decide to say (laughs) or don't say. This can't be any worse than any of the other radio shows or podcasts that are out there right now. This can't be worse than TV. This can't be worse than a, a Joe tantrum. What have you been doing during quarantine or during social distancing? Oh, um, the house is spotless. I've been grilling meat, uh, hookah and beer like it's going out of style, playing some Madden. Sounds like a nice life. I, I mean, not, not, it actually sounds like FP's normal life. This is So this is going to be not politically correct for me to say, but... I know a lot of people are in hard times with the whole coronavirus and social distancing, but FP personally, your boy's living his life fully remote, banking overtime, sitting at home with his two dogs, single bachelor life. Nobody bothers me. I do what I want. Sometimes I won't shower for three days. <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. The beard hasn't been touched in 21 days. I got my full like. Full terrorist look going on right now. I can see you need a haircut. Oh, the I think within one more week I might go LP and, and Joe and just go full shave. I mean, honestly, that that's really the only haircut that is viable for anybody in the world right now. Are barbershops even open? I don't think they're open. They're not essential. I mean, even if they were open, I'm not going to risk it and go have somebody yeah. six inches just, from my face. Just take the clippers and, and yeah. go right through it. Just I was like actually, going to the lawn. It's literally actually, just like mowing the lawn. Go in lines. Hey, that's another thing I it. haven't done is mow the lawn. Both of them. Man lawn and front lawn. <laughs> I've been working on my lawn. I, I uh, got a company to seed and do full service of my lawn. So all I have to do is water and mow. So I'm trying not to look like the ghetto neighbor who has got weeds and no grass. <laughs> that's me it, in the backyard. It's been two weeks. So they told me it could, it, it'll take two years for my lawn to see any sort of significant improvement. So, you know, one step at a time. But you know what? It, hey, it keeps you know me what? busy. And uh, look at you being know, productive during all of this. That's good. I'm, I'm trying. Productive is not is not really an issue for me. I can always find things to be productive. It's more of the before you go to sleep, what do you do kind of thing. And it's I'm so bored. I want to buy Xbox. <laughs> I it's really want to buy like, Xbox, but it's but getting I just, to the point now. It's Xbox getting to the point now where I feel productive if I've showered and made my bed. <laughs> if I've showered and made my bed that day, I feel like I've been the most productive person in the world. Hey Ben, it's it's the small things in life, I, and you gotta be you gotta be honest. Like we have grown an appreciation for these really small things, stupid things in life that. You always take for granted, and now you're like, wow, I, I, you know, I can actually do this. Like, cook, cook dinner. Like, I haven't, like, I used to go out to eat like three, four times a week. I haven't gone out to eat in like six weeks now. Oh yeah, so, my bank account loves me right now. I actually looked at my bank account uh, the other day, and it was Amazon, 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 <laughs> Amazon, 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 Amazon. The I've only thing I've done is like on Amazon three times a day. I've literally just have like. The last five transactions on my account have been like $400 amounts at Costco. That's it. 
<laughs> I bought yeah. nothing. I just go to Costco and I spend four hundred dollars on God knows what. I don't know how many granola bars and string cheese I need. I've been eating like a third grader. <laughs> like it's I mean it's ridiculous, but I love it. I mean I've been I've been cooking and I, you know, like made a couple kebabs, fired up the grill. It was nice. It was uh it's pleasant. I'll tell you the the best thing I bought from Costco, and this is one thing I love at Costco and I never buy because I'm like, why do I need six hundred of these? And it's the Italian sausages. Oh yeah, I got those too. They're they're massive. The pack is massive. I bought them three weeks ago now, and I've been eating them like you cook them with spaghetti, and you got like a nice Italian dinner. You cook cook them with like on the grill. You got you got your nice you know sausage, and you stick some uh, bread in there, and you got you got a bun. You cook them with eggs, and then you got a nice breakfast. Those sausages are so universal and they're so damn good. I mean, LPs always love the sausage. There's no DTC breaking news <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, uh, no, false. So do we have uh, any uh, so, sports news? So I saw news Donald also? Trump had a a meeting with all the commissioners all of, of, yeah. of all the leagues, and I saw that the the MLB is actually trying to do is considering doing something, which I think is wild, which. I think would would save like save the social distancing. It would like give me any sport. I don't care what it is. It'll be awesome. What they're doing is they're gonna well, I guess they're they're thinking about doing it. And of course, I think they're kind of leaking this out to see if what the kind of backlash people would have is they're gonna take all the teams, all 30 whatever teams it is, put them in a single city, quarantine them for 30 days, make sure that everyone's good and safe, and then start playing the season as normal in a single city. That would be amazing. No fans, no no bullshit, none of that stuff. It's just like you, you make sure everyone's good, and you start playing playing baseball. So it's That'd like which, awesome. which city do you choose though? You would have to assume it's going to be a warm climate, like West Coast city maybe, or maybe yeah, like a Miami well, or something. I think Florida, Florida is is going through all kinds of crap right now. I think Texas is an option. Arizona is an option. Some of those cities um, <laughs> don't let's use, have let's much. Use it. Let's use Astros Field. Just <laughs> why don't you just go go to uh, New Mexico? Like there can't be that many cases in New Mexico. They they ain't letting any Americans in, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for baseball, I mean, yeah, yeah I think you I mean, would be able. I'll to tell you what, New Mexico. I hate regular season baseball, especially start of the regular season, because it's just so. It's essentially pointless, but right? And the, I mean, we're on right now. You'd watch every absolutely. single game, every I single would be fully invested. But I mean, even from last year, it's proven. Like if you look at the Nationals' record, the start of the season means jack. Nothing matters in baseball until, let's say August. Let's say mid-August is when things start to get kind of serious. But yeah, yeah I mean. Doesn't matter. Put put any sport on. Put, put, put freaking tennis on. I'll watch rugby. I'll watch golf. I'll watch pro bowling I mean, at this in point. In tennis, you're 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 across the court, right? That's social distancing at its peak, right? Like, you gotta be able to play tennis. Come on. Yeah, tennis, we ping pong. Court. Like, just give me NASCAR back. Give me Formula One racing. Give me anything. No, I don't. I don't think I'd be able to watch Formula One racing. No, you would be. You no. Would. I mean, they just go in a circle. Like at least make it like an eight course or something like that, but not not, not a circle. <laughs> Circle's oh, too boring. Are you gonna? So if the NFL does the draft online, I guess everybody's gonna be from home, and they maybe get like a special message from the commissioner or something like a Skype 
congrats or something would you watch it would you tune in absolutely i mean there's nothing else to watch there's literally nothing nothing else to watch. for the past six days i actually have been sitting in my basement with the tv turned off because i don't want to watch the news anymore i don't care about the news everything else on tv is just garbage so i've been like just, Tiny, man, just, there. just go ahead tomorrow quiet wake up buy your xbox get some madden let's let's just start playing we'll start start talking smack to all the 13 year olds that are at home It'll be a good time. That's what I was, I was just looking at before, before we got on this PC podcast. Episode. Can I play Madden on PC? I think you can. I might do that. Like, or you may have just Xbox. let out some insider information, but it's possible. <laughs> There's no insider information here. <laughs> but, I mean, if I can play on PC, then what do I need an Xbox for? Just so that you can utilize your nice giant 55-inch, 65-inch TV or whatever. Why don't I just connect my laptop to the TV? That's so Simple. much. That's so much. That's not, if you're gonna buy a cable, it's just automatic. Go ahead and it's buy automatic. <laughs> it's automatic. I don't need to connect anything. There's no, there's no wires or anything. So like the that. X, the Xbox a, controller works on PC, or do you have to do like what were those keys what gotta, back? Those keys back when we were in high school. It was like J I K L was like the 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 D pad, and like A and S was like <laughs> jump and shoot. <laughs> I don't care. I still be able to kick your ass. It's true. I have zero clock management on uh, on Madden. I'm I'm worse yeah. than all. All I do is run the clock out, wait till the end of the half, and then FP turns it over. Do the same yeah. thing in the second I'm half. I'm worse than Jay Gruden with my clock management on on Madden. Let's talk NFL. Um, we talked on the last podcast about Tom Brady going to going to Tampa. Now there's been more information out where it was Tom Brady who was more ready to sign with Tampa before Tampa was ready to sign Tom Brady. That to me is wild because Tampa hasn't had a good team since, since what John Gruden and their Super Bowl run where they lost. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy, but why would a Tom Brady, I mean, I guess the receiving core is, I mean, there's, this is hands down. This would be the best receiving core he's ever had. And probably since Randy Moss, maybe, you know, he would, Randy Moss, I, this would eclipse the Randy this Moss be better team than that. Yeah, yeah, by, by, for sure. And I, I, I mean, I'm excited just to see how a different coach, even one at the caliber of Bruce Arians, would use Tom Brady. Like, but could you imagine if Tom Brady shows up and like put an explicit on this episode? But if he shits the bed. And he's he's not nearly as good in whatever system Bruce Arians decides to to use. And you would assume Tom Brady is going to be very vocal and they're going to use whatever Tom Brady kind of wants. But, like, can you imagine if he shits the bed and just his entire, like, end of his career just takes this sour turn? And all of a sudden you go from the GOAT to you go to, oh, he was the greatest system QB of all time or something like that, and it just tarnishes, like, this amazing career he's had. That's, that's a big a risk question. for Tom that, Brady will to it, take. Will it tarnish his career? Because you saw, like, the Joe Montana went to where, Kansas City right. at the end of his career. Um, Brett Favre obviously did the, the Jets where he completely sucked and then had a stellar team in, in the Vikings and, I guess, made it to the NFC Championship would this tarnish Tom Brady's career? I don't think it will because it, what it he's would put done, an asterisk on it. I don't know about that. He's 42 years old. I think people are expecting the end of Tom Brady to come sooner rather than later. So I don't know if it would tarnish his career. I, I think he would still be touted as the goat of 
of the NFL, right? He's the best quarterback of all times. So like, like at least at least would, in our generation, right? You would He's do the like Michael the comparison. Jordan. So I was just gonna say you would do the comparison to Jordan. Nobody even discusses Jordan with the Wizards. Like that doesn't even exist when you bring up Jordan. So if it goes kind of that route, people who have Jordan jerseys <laughs> in DC. Right. I think we know nine of them, but like, if it goes that route and nobody even if, like acknowledges Brady played for the Bucks, then so be it. But I personally think with this team, because if you looked at how he played last year with, I think his receivers were ranked the worst in the NFL, like worse than like the Redskins with Scary Terry and everything. Like they were bottom dwellers with like receiving stats. But if you look at Tom Brady specifically, like his mechanics are good. His arm was good. Like he was still making the reads. So I do think that he kind of plays with that chip on his shoulder and, and is like, look, it wasn't me last year or it wasn't me, whatever. Like I still got it. And I, I do think that's what we're going to witness. And it's going to be amazing to see. Look, I mean, they were a seven and nine team last year. They were not a three and you know thirteen team. They were seven and nine, so they were not horrible, right? They had Jameis Winston who threw like what thirty something touchdowns, but also thirty something picks. We don't expect Brady to throw thirty picks, but you take that thirty touchdowns and maybe ten picks. What does that make them? That makes them a top, a, a upper echelon yeah, team. Yeah, for in sure. The, in I mean, you and I both had Chris Godwin in in each of our fantasy teams uh, for whatever league it was in. And and he was racking up points for us. Like Chris Godwin is like, if Evans wasn't there to be your wide receiver one, then Godwin would be the guy. So you was like, I would be comfortable saying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have two wide receiver ones. And I, Tom Brady. I would say that Godwin Godwin is a better receiver probably this year than Mike Evans will be. Probably, but you've never seen Mike Evans with like a Tom Brady. I mean, so absolutely, yeah. I mean, so. What's the ceiling for them? The ceiling for them is exactly. going to be like 13 wins. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, insane. That team got six or seven wins better, I would say. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just think that Tom Brady showed last year that he's not willing. He's not like he's not deteriorating. He's not being worse. He's he's still got it. I mean, at 42 years yeah. old. No, I, yeah, it's I, I don't super think exciting to watch, man. he hasn't declined. So you would say Tampa Bay as a whole has has gotten better, but. Let's shift and talk Redskins. Has the move that the Redskins done, have we earned quote unquote wins for next year? Do we see ourselves being more than four wins, five wins based off just the moves we've made, assuming Haskins beats out Allen? Do we assume we'll hit? I'm giving us six as the floor. So I will say I will echo what what Thomas Davis said, right? He said he basically called out the coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff last year, and Josh Norman, basically saying that Norman sucked last year and the coaching staff never put the defense in a good position. I actually think the defense paper, put them on paper, they're a pretty good defense. You get a good coach, a good defensive scheme in there. You get Thomas Davis in there to lead lead the the inside linebackers. You bring back Ruben Foster, right, who's coming off, uh, you know, his double. He's running again and stuff now. He's, he's Yeah, doing I mean, he. With, with all reports that he should be ready to go come, you know, August, whatever I mean, it is. I mean, you just don't drop Kerrigan into coverage. You're immediately a better defense. Right. <laughs> and then you add, you know, Montez Sweat in his second year. Hopefully that he takes a step up. And you, you know what it's I think? I think Montez, say we're getting Chase. Yeah, At you get point, Chase in there. Him. 
And I think it's going to be Chase and Kerrigan, and Sweat will be the number three guy. And then maybe in a year or two, Sweat takes over Kerrigan's spot. Kerrigan becomes a role a role player on defense, becomes the leader on defense, but not necessarily playing you know 90% of snaps. Maybe he only plays 40, 50% of the snaps. And that defense is automatically improved so much, right? You still have John Allen, you still have John um, Payne. The the inside linebackers, you have some court, some young youth there, right, with Cole Holcomb and um, some of those guys. And then you get rid of the trash like Monte Nicholson. You get rid of the the uh, the Josh Norman, right? So you have Kendall Fuller, you have uh, Fabian, you have um, who's the other guy? Um, Chase Minifield? No, not Chase Minifield. What's the guy's name? Morefield. Yeah, you get you get him in there. Right, so there's some youth there on defense, and then of course you have you have one of the best defense corners in the NFL in Jack Del Rio, right? You can't expect him to lay a dud. No, I mean I would expect him to maybe not this year, but by next year you get almost kind of uh, that Peyton Manning Denver Broncos tenacity of of the defense that they had with Von Miller and everything. I think we can replicate that defense that was a stout shutdown. Nobody run against you defense. And I think we can get that with JDR and with Riverboat Ron kind of just letting him do his thing. And if he comes up to JDR and be like, look, I think we should do this on defense. You have two great defensive minds kind of discussing things, which is we've never had. I mean, since Greg Williams, we've we've, we've, haven't had had a stout defensive coordinator. Exactly. Since Greg Williams and he. Even then, that's still kind of a question mark, right? Because he had Sean Taylor, he had Sean Springs, yeah, like exactly. he had some really, really good players there. Um, but then if you kind of switch to the offensive side of the ball, I actually like the J.D. McKissick signing. I think, you know, as a shifty guy who can even play the slot, um, I think he's got a role on this offense. Whether well, I mean, whether look, guys can stay has gone, and and you can't you cannot rely. On Geis and AP. AP is immortal somehow in the backfield. Improves. You can rely on AP. You he can, doesn't miss games. You can prove you can rely on him, but you can't. I mean, AP is AP, right? You're gonna get the two yards of carry per game uh, for 56 yards, and then the next game you'll get 95 and a touchdown, and then the next game you'll get 70 yards no touchdown. Like it, but it's it really up and down depends to AP on, on the offensive scheme, right? Like, I don't think AP's Running style fit the Gruden scheme, right? Gruden wanted a kind of a stretch running game where Riverboat Ron and may, I mean, and Scott Turner may want to just pound it in. And if you want to pound it in, you got the best guy back there. I mean, you got Adrian Peterson, yeah. right? I mean, so if a you lot get of him, and then you get JD McKissick as like the, yeah. the change of pace guy, and then you have Geis as well, you know, hopefully that he can stay healthy. I think your backfield's set, right? Then you got to look at the, the offensive side, right? or the, uh, the receivers, um, we know what we're going to get with Terry McLaurin, right? right? Potentially top five, top ten receiver in the league in, in a couple of years. Um, and then Even Harmon showed that he, he can have Harman, a huge right? number two year. Yeah. There's still some question marks at, at uh, tight end. I know they signed uh, Logan Thomas. Um, I mean, it's got to be a draft move that, that, that kind of seals that, that hole. Um, same with left tackle. At this point, it's got to be a draft move. Um, well, actually, let's talk about left tackle because uh, Trent Williams showed his cards, and basically, uh, for a while, it was you know everyone was on Trent's side. Okay, he had cancer or 
Sorry, he had a tumor in his head. The Redskins completely mishandled it. Hands down, everyone thinks that Bruce Allen effed that up. No questions about it. And he kind of comes back and he says, well, I'm not playing or whatever. Then he comes back and says, you know, this offseason says, well, I'm demanding a trade. And, um, you know, it's not about the, it's not about the past. It's, a, it's yeah, more about we money, know the right? story. He has so zero he leverage. He wants 20 million dollars. Zero leverage. Redskins are OK, fine. Go ahead. Take your 20 million dollars. Go find a trade partner. Zero people have called. Zero people have called, meaning no one wants to pay Trent Williams $20 million a year. The guy is 32, I think, 32, 33 years old. He's 32, yeah. Yeah, so no one's going to pay him $20 million. And with the dumbest, the dumbest agent. I mean, that guy, that guy has cost Trent Williams so much money. And if you heard him come on 106.7 with Grant Paulson and just like the garbage he was spitting into that microphone, he's not equipped to be – an agent of a perennial Hall of Famer, pro, like constant Pro Bowl left tackle face of a franchise guy. He's not equipped to be that guy, and Trent Williams is suffering now because that is his agent. And it's, I mean, me personally, I will always love Trent Williams for what he did. He got the ball rolling on the culture change and the the shift of this, the team. Right. So I will forever love Trent Williams, but I'm also laughing at Trent Williams because he played himself. He bet on himself, which props to you. You should bet on yourself. You've proven it. But you did the numbers game wrong, and that's what's killing you right now. Like, you cannot – if you're going to bet on yourself, like, don't don't bet on yourself with the wrong numbers, right? Like, don't – and granted, the, the Redskins are kind of at fault. I mean, either stroke of genius as Bruce's last step or just total screw up and whatever, but – we screwed him hard, and I don't know if How that do was our intention. That How do you see this ending with the Trent Williams saga? I mean, I, I, no I one's going to pay him $20 million a, a year. We can. I think he either no comes back with his tail between his legs and plays one more year, or and if he, if he bitches enough, we're just like cutting our losses, getting nothing for him, and, and the culture change continues on with Ron Rivera. I don't think Ron wants – Anything besides those two options? Yeah, I don't, I don't see this ending well for him. I think he's at this point. You got to cut your agent, right? Your agent screwed you royally, right? You have zero leverage. If he really well, wants to, out, like, you as a fan, what what would you? And he's got to say, I want eleven million dollars a year, but I still want to get out of out of DC. You as a fan, what would you prefer? Trent Williams gone and the distractions with him. Or a uh, fourth round, fifth round, whatever, 2022 draft pick, maybe 2021 draft pick or whatever. And he, the, the guy could turn into maybe like a practice squad guy. You, like, you don't know what, what's going to happen with that draft pick. Me right. personally, I would take the dismissal of Trent and the circus with him away and, and focus on the culture change. To me, that's more valuable than a questionable late round draft pick that you would maybe get for him. I don't see Trent as the type of player who is going to bitch and moan and make a big deal out of things. Oh no, if he shows up, I can I'm sure he'll show up and just play and shut up. Exactly. He'll just play and and now that they can smoke weed in the NFL, he'll probably be happy like he's not going to get suspended whatever it is. I mean, it's not a knock on people who smoke weed, but like what do do what you do, I don't care. But now it's it's fine within the NFL, right? So I think that 
I mean, I would complain about work be. less if I could smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> fire <laughs> agent. Nobody's listening. Fire agent and, you know, say, if you really want out, fire agent and say, look, I'm in for $10 million a year and, you know, I just want out of D.C. But I don't think it's really I want out of D.C. I think it's I want to be paid. You know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen million. Well, I mean, the, the problem right? is, and I say twenty, he's not and you worthy get of that. He's not worthy no. of sixteen. So, what do the Redskins have him on the book for? Twelve or something? Twelve or thirteen? Something like that, yeah. And like and sheriff the... is a, on a, a yeah. sheriff on the tag for fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, but at the at this point, like you're thirty something years old, you're on the the upper side of your career. You haven't played a full season since, you know, who knows, two thousand seven or something like that. Same <laughs> So, like, just, you know, either make your decision. Either you're going to leave D.C. and you're going to take a lot less money or you're going to stay in D.C. and you're just going to shut up and play a year and then come, and then hit the free agent market next year. All right. So let's let's shift because I'm kind of over the Trent talk because nothing's moving on the on the Trent talk. So uh, your boy D. Hall kind of called out Haskins and said uh, he doesn't think he's going to be able to respond to Ron Rivera saying, like, Ron Rivera is an old-school mentality-type coach. He wants competitions. These young guys want things given to them, which it does kind of fit. I mean, we've discussed it. That kind of fits the mold of Haskins, where from draft day, with the chip on his shoulder, with New York not taking him, to kind of going straight into, like, his Simba brand and his clothing brand and, like, the way he does the Instagram thing and, like, the selfie mess-up, like – there is kind of this stigma about Haskins that he's like this I want it like I deserve it all like youth that that doesn't really want to work for it. And of course there's reports that he's in the locker room and, and Rivera seeing him and he's doing it and blah 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 blah. But I mean D Hall is a guy that knows this team. He's a guy that's been around the league and he, he kinda has a good like BS radar. And and I think of D Hall, who I would assume is still around, like FedEx Field and and Redskins Park. If he's saying this stuff, I'm I'm sure it's coming from somewhere, and that's kind of concerning. Like I don't know if that mentality of Haskins can can essentially secure the starting position over Allen. Look, but D Hall is also part of the media, right? And he also said that Trent Williams is coming back. Uh, I think week three of last year said he was coming back within soon or something like that. So D Hall doesn't really have a pulse on the organization anymore, especially with a new regime when Ron Rivera and all that. I don't think he really has a pulse on the organization, but but he may be right. He may be right in that, you know, Dwayne Haskins is probably more like RG three than he is, you know, going to be like the, I'm going to take on this competition and I'm going to win it. Um, but you know, let All the bark, competition no happen, right? He's just gonna right. spit out motivational tweets and, and do nothing. Yeah, I mean, but also, if that's true, let let the competition happen, right? If Kyle Allen is really better than Dwayne Haskins, then that really shows us that you know Jay Gruden is right, and that we shouldn't have drafted Dwayne Haskins in the first place. But at the same time, like let's 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 if we're gonna fail, let's fail fast, right? And yeah, no, if, I agree with if that. If Haskins but... is is really a bust then let's get over it and let's find out now and not have this lingering issue of, you know, Haskins starts three games and then 
Kyle Allen starts three games, and then some other guy starts three games, and then next no, year we're I don't, the same I boat. Don't think, I, don't like, you know, do, I don't think Ron is going to do. I don't think Ron is going to do that, but there are two sides to this coin, right? And Kyle Allen is like this key factor where either Ron Rivera is like this sneaky, like mad scientist, and he knows what he did by bringing in Kyle Allen because, like. D, like this is what D Hall said, right? Like Kyle Allen's breathing down your throat, right? Like you cannot make mistakes. And with Ron Rivera knowing Kyle Allen, like that's like you almost have zero room for error because Kyle Allen already has uh, uh, an advantage over Haskins just by knowing what Ron Rivera wants out of the QB room, like the the play uh, playbook language. Like all that stuff. Like Kyle Allen already has the advantage, and and Haskins is just that dude. Where yes, the so the other side of the coin is yes, he improved towards the end of last season, but it it took a long time for him to get basic concepts down. So if you're still learning basic concepts, and the guy that they brought in already has the basic concepts and has the advantage, knowing kind of the playbook. I, I don't know. Like, I think when training camp comes around and if if reporters are allowed to report on it or whatever, like, who knows what's going to go on with that. I think we're going to hear a lot of reports that Kyle Allen's looking better than Haskins. And it's just as nothing that's the to case, do with then that's a genius move by by Ron Rivera to bring right, somebody and, in and that's the, the mad scientist right, rather than than having a like a Case Keenum or a Colt McCoy as a backup. Right. Where we know Colt McCoy's. You know, his ceiling, right? His ceiling is a third or second string backup. Um, so if Kyle Allen is better, then, then great. But, like, I also don't think that Haskins is going to shy away from competition because he competed against Joe Burrow at Ohio State. Ohio State is probably it probably as, as big of a program as the Washington Redskins. Like, their stadium <laughs> probably is, seats more people than the Redskins do on a normal Sunday, right? So, like, he's not he's, – he's not – He's used to the big stage. He's used to competition. He's had it, you know, kind of throughout his career. And he's also really young. Like, he's only 21 years old or 22 years old. 20, 21, 22. He's young. That's my point. Where he may be able to be like, okay, fine. Like, I was stupid last year and I did all these stupid things and I'm trying to make money and whatever it is. But now I understand, like, my career is going to be as good as I play within the next three years or two actually not even within the next one year like if he's a bust next year and the Redskins cut him who's going to take a flyer on him nobody right so he may step up to the competition and you know having a true competition is is actually a good thing yeah I, I mean absolutely and and it, like you said it's if you're really gonna fail, a win-win situation and and Rivera set it up for a fail fast scenario so it's really a win-win situation for Redskins fans, though, if you think about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Fails. You have Kyle Allen sitting right there, right? He's a young guy who's undrafted. You know, who who knows? He may be the next Tom Brady. He may be the next, you know, uh, uh, what was the guy from that we had? Uh, Colt Brennan. He can uh. be the next <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> so cool. either way, like, we'll find out by the end of this year, you know, who's the guy, and that's really important because. You got to be able to build your franchise across, you know, with this one guy. And if it's not, I don't want Tua. I don't want any of these other guys. 
you know, if we're gonna fail, let's fail and let's get, like tank for tank for um, Trevor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, let's. Uh, there's not that much to discuss, but there is one other kind of, uh, I guess, in today's world, big headline for the Redskins, and that was the Bills GM saying, kind of knocking the Redskins defense and coaching staff and front office about how we didn't use Josh Norman correctly and how they're excited to bring him in and he's going to be an edge on their defense, blah, 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 blah. We know Josh Norman. I don't think he has a passion for the game, and I don't think it matters what system he's in. Now, could he be revitalized being back with what's-his-face on the Bills? It's possible, but— On McDermott? um, McDermott, yeah. Uh, it's possible he gets revitalized, but or reinvigorated. But I, I just, I saw zero passion from him last year, and I don't think the Bills got the Josh Norman they thought they were getting. And I will say I do agree. Like Snyder back then, and and like what Washington did, saw like a nice shiny cornerback that the Panthers let go who had a great year and was like, F it, bring him in, give him the money. We needed a cornerback at the time. And for like the first six games of that season, he sort of did well and got his penalties and did the bow and arrow or whatever. Like he, he was generating news. He didn't necessarily play that great, but um, as much as we didn't use him correctly, I think the, the issue was more Josh Norman, not the coaching staff. Like I'm gonna Look, go for bat. I'm gonna go to bat on the coaching staff, and this is a Jay Gruden coaching staff. I'm going to bat for. I don't think the problem was them. I think the problem was Josh Norman. Because when you have Dunny and Fuller at the time, and all these other cats, kind of talking about how the communication was broken, like that's that's like a Josh Norman issue. That's not a system issue. That's a Josh Norman thing. Yeah, I mean. I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle. It's it's not – like, I think Josh Norman's going to do better than he did in Washington. I don't think he's going to be an upper echelon cornerback in the league. The the the, the defensive staff definitely sucked, right? We, we saw that, obviously. Putting Kerrigan in, in, in coverage – come on, like, I don't even play Madden, and I know that. <laughs> putting <laughs> putting um, you know, Mason Foster as your, you know, your captain of the defense – like, are you serious? Like, the guy was cut from Tampa Bay six years ago. Like, they get like he's he's a journeyman in the NFL. Why is he your corner, why is he your leader of the defense, right? Monte Nicholson constantly out of place. Um, Josh Norman not moving side to side. Okay, maybe that's his weakness. But then play to his strength, right? Play play him in the zone. Um, and we saw that with like Rashad Breeland. Rashad Breeland went to Kansas City, did so much better. Right. Uh, Kendall Fuller went to Kansas City. It's so much better. We saw that time and time again. Preston Smith, the guy is one of the top outside linebackers in the league last year. You know, leave Washington be so much better, right? So we can clearly say that the the defensive coaching staff sucked, and that. But I'm not going to give the them the blame position. on Josh Norman, though. But I'm exactly. I'm not going to give them the 100% blame on Josh Norman because one, clearly he's not invested in. In football, he's more invested in himself and invested in, you know, Hollywood and all that, which is fine, right? Like, it's okay to have, you know, kind of a dual career and all that, but you got to show up on the field, and he didn't, right? And so Josh Norman's the one who got us 
the second overall pick this year in the draft, right? Because there was literally nobody else to play. They put Josh Norman in. They score on Josh Norman, and therefore we get the second pick. So I just I just I hated him. He always looked like he didn't wear socks. It was just disgusting to me. <laughs> I don't know how you could play an NFL game in cleats and not have socks on. Like, that's nasty to me. No show socks, man. No show. <laughs> no, but out. have you ever worn no show socks that don't slip into your shoe? <laughs> And like it's like sitting there between like your heel and your toes. Like if that happened, that was probably what was happening to Josh Norman, and he was concentrating on that that he got burned by a receiver, <laughs> and that was the reason. Like if the man just wore socks, he probably would have been a better quarterback. Just like how if Carlos Rogers knew that he was blind and got LASIK <laughs> before he was on our team, he would have played better. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean we we haven't been putting people in position to succeed. That's for sure. Oh. Let's let's switch over to uh, Jay Gruden. I actually think he's a good coach. I think he's a good <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> I know I can't even say with a straight face, but I'm 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 a Jay Gruden fan. Do you think he will succeed in Jacksonville? No. I mean, I can't even ask that with a straight face. It's Jacksonville. No. No one's gonna succeed in Jacksonville. I mean, he the the smartest move Jay Gruden did was go to Jacksonville because what a low expectation like job yeah like do anything half right and you're doing better than than what they're used to but uh, okay maybe offensive coordinator he can do well because he'll be head coach again in the nfl no i don't think he gets head coach hat again i think he's he will just go down as a journeyman oc quarterback is it gardner Minshew? yeah Yeah. that's funny yeah he's not going to succeed which I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Minshew excel under a Jay Gruden offense. Like that, that to me is something that's very possible. But Jay Gruden was incapable of being a head coach. So let's switch to the last topic of the night. Rex Remember Ryan calling Amari Cooper a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he did that. That is. Uh, one, that is hilarious. Two, I mean, <laughs> if I could think of all the turds in the NFL, I would actually probably classify Amari Cooper as pretty low on that list. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of jackasses in the NFL. If anything, Rex Ryan is typically the bigger turd in the NFL The bigger turd. <laughs> That's crazy. But what I wanted to get to is Mitch Trubisky versus Nick Foles. That's an intriguing matchup in, in Chicago. Matt Nagy. Who I think is actually going to be, I mean, he may be a good offensive coordinator, not a great coach, but I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by that matchup. No, um, uh, there's no matchup. Big Dick Nick is going to take it over Bitch <laughs> Big <laughs> He's going to win that competition. Is that, is that his nickname? <laughs> That's his nickname, man. <laughs> After he got them the Super Bowl, his nickname in the in Philly was Big Dick Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Philly would have been. Uh, Hands down, better with Nick Foles than uh, Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I mean, the guy just wins there. He just wins there. He may suck everywhere else, but he just wins in in uh, Philly. <laughs> so, so you have a uh, Big Dick. Big <laughs> <laughs> Dick Nick is taking it. <laughs> I told you, man. This uh, is the beer and hot mic show, so there's no uh, no prep no filter. No uh, no, no nothing. No nothing on this. Did show. you see? I will there's say, did you see the? Did you see that the the Cowboys and the genius that is their GM Jerry Jones 
signed Alden Smith, who hasn't played since 2015. Like, what a gamble. What what kind of, like, I don't okay, know how to Randy play fantasy Gregory football. Randy Gregory and Alden Smith on, on their, their defensive staff right now. Yes. What do you, what do you think is going to happen to them? I mean, I, they're obviously clearly partying. <laughs> and <laughs> just because weed is now accessible in the NFL and it's, you know, un undisciplined, uh, <laughs> those guys were doing – Way more than just weed. Yeah, I mean, you you said who? Randy Gregory, uh, Rolando McLean, Greg Hardy. You add in Smith, like, I like, again, probably politically incorrect for me to say this, but I'm sure the Cowboys cheerleaders aren't happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> <them>. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> Censored. No, but, I mean, Jerry Jones is... Uh, God, he's stupid. I love him on the Cowboys. Why would you do that? I just don't understand why you would do that. So I mean, many guys like, have played since 2015, I think. Yeah, 2015. Maybe? 2015. He hasn't done crap. But I will say, when he was playing and he was in his prime, he was on a trajectory that was going to be like the best of all time trajectory. Like he was insane. But take. Take coronavirus as like a, a, a small world that we're in. And let's say we go back to the gym, back to Orange Theory or whatever, after two, three months off. We're going to die when we go back to being like full-time like active and, and like in the fitness world. Now imagine 2015 to 2020 NFL season. I don't care how much he went to the gym. I don't care how much he did like bleacher sprints or ran in the sand, or did whatever the hell he was doing when he was out of the league. He probably, didn't do, him, he he probably didn't, do didn't do anything, but it's going to take him a long time to get in NFL shape. Wasn't he, like, arrested under, like, terrorist charges in L.A.? <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. I he think said, right. like, he had a bomb or something on a plane. Like, he was, like, it was, like, a no-joke, like, uh, a serious offense that he had. But do you do you know like the like the crazy stats that he had like his first two seasons with the Niners or whatever like he had 33 and a half sacks in his first 32 games yeah, and then 42 of, of sacks relevant. but then 42 sacks in his first 43 games like you're talking about a dude that's averaging like 1.2 sacks per game regularly like if he could get half of that production then all of a sudden the Cowboys have a 15 sack like stud that they rented for free. Like that would be, I like I would hate that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, it's, it's been too long. I don't, I don't see that happening. Let's close off the show on this. Let me ask you this. What are you looking forward to? Obviously there's no sports right now. There's, there's really not a whole lot going on. What, what have you been like kind of like looking forward to? Um, I will say today was a nice day outside, sat outside with the grill patio furniture. It'll be a lot more bearable to do social distancing if I can sit out in the yard with nice weather and have like a nice Hey man. Mm-hmm. Hey man, today was nice. And I think that the rest of the beginning part of this week at least is nice. But I'm looking forward to uh, two things. One, the Jordan documentary, which ESPN Ooh, right. is going to uh, release earlier than, than planned. And then two is... I saw a 
2000, I think it was 2008, Lakers-Celtics finals today on, on ABC. And uh, and Mr. Mamba was there. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it's just so good to, to kind of look back at someone who's, who was like, who was so dominant, right? In our in our time, like like I'm a Jordan guy, and we watched Jordan play, and like Jordan was the best ever, right? But like, well, yeah. I grew up with Kobe. Like I saw him enter the league. Like, I don't, is that I a phrase? Playing, you grew like, up with him. I didn't grow. I didn't, like literally grew up with him. But like, I grew, I grew up. up I heard him, grew up. Right? Grew up. Got and uh, I remember like playing, you know, whatever it was, NBA yeah, Jam, like '99, where I had yeah. to sub him in for Rick Fox. <laughs> like to see him go for from that to like where where he ended up. Like, well, he's uh, a Hall of Famer. As nice. of this, was, he is he is a Hall of Famer. Congrats to Black Mamba. Uh, I mean, shout out to the Lakers franchise and everybody for for all the the nice things they said about him. I mean, he was taken too soon for sure, but. Like this, like it's weird. Like the peak of his NBA career was hitting Hall of Fame, and he's not here to like have that like cocky smirk right. behind yeah. the mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know that smirk. Like God, I would have loved to see him accept that award. Yeah, but I just you know I always like kind of reminisce on like what the work that he put into and and kind of drives us right. And, and shout out to my Orange Theory instructor, right? For a whole <laughs> week, it was Mamba week, right? And so, like, he pushed us, and it was, like, you know, Mamba mentality and, like, you know, push harder, push further, push push faster, yeah. all those things, right? So, you know, just a little thing that we can kind of take away from, from, the mom, from the great Mamba himself. May he rest in peace. Good ending, good ending. And with that, uh, FP, it was a nice show. It was a... Uh, you know, good to catch up with you. Hope you stay safe. Hope you stay uh, socially distant, and it'll be much easier with uh, nice weather, as you said. So pour open another beer, and uh, let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night. For FP and LP and DTC, we are out.